Connect and be blessed by the teachings of Pastor Charles Sinyaba, which will enable you to live a distinguished and supernatural life. Pastor Charles Sinyaba is a young and anointed man of God and preacher of the gospel. He's the head pastor of the Hopeway Revival Church, a vibrant supernatural youth church, and the praying family, a non-denominational fellowship on KNUST campus. Have an expectation and prepare your hearts to receive from God as you connect to the undiluted word of God. Let's delve into today's message. Lift up your hands to Jesus. And I want you to love the Lord. You do marvelous. You do glorious things. God is faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do marvelous. Lift up your hands with your eyes closed. Let them praise him. Let them praise the Lord. For. So, in thanksgiving, there must be a reason. Let them praise him for. So, for instance, you are praising God for something. If there is nothing you are praising him for, then it means that your thanksgiving is not strong. Something should compel you to say thank you. 
something. So when we think you do mighty things, you just ask yourself, what has God done for you? Then the Holy Spirit begins to remind you of when you were young, some time ago, when you were sick, when your family, things were tough, when your mom, like when you felt like your mom was not, I mean, there is always a story behind every man you see. So the Bible says, let them praise the Lord for. Now, David was writing this and he says that to him, he is going to praise the Lord for his great love and all his wonderful deeds to him. So I don't know about you. What are you thankful for? You see, when we say that, yo, I thank God for my life. No, you need to be very specific. I thank God for me. And I thank God for the name Charles Nyaba. Yeah. Because I've realized even when I went to Sunyane and some pastors came, a pastor walked and said, I've heard about you and I've been wanting to. I'm like, it is only God. It is only God. You're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. So, Whenever you are worshiping, you see, what makes you so grateful is meditation. Some of us, we just sing the song because we like it. No, beyond the song, there is a story. What has he been faithful to you about? You know, some of you, you thought probably you wouldn't be able to pay your school fees. I mean, you thought you couldn't have come this far. But here you are. So when I say close your eyes, it simply means just remember. When I think upon you, faithfulness, I'm convinced it's not because I am worthy to receive this kind of love that you get. This our thanksgiving. Close your eyes. I am grateful for your, for mercy. your mercy. I am grateful for your grace. Because of how you, you pour out yourself. Ah. I have come to sing this, this song out in praise. Oh, Imela. Oh, Okaka. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I to sing? Why are you not singing it? Are you not grateful this morning? Come on. It's your blood that makes the difference. It's your blood that makes the difference in me. And made the way. And then to your throne. Oh, 
I could not can hear your presence. But I could never sing your song. I could never sing your song. But the sacrifice on Calvary is the reason I can cry out to Imela 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 You must have a reason to thank him this morning. Your hands must have a reason to be lifted. Imela, 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 you but I'm grateful to God for my life for who I am the young man I am his grace upon me his mercies upon me that when I speak he chooses to answer hey. that you pray for somebody and somebody say Pastor Charles what you prayed about God has done it who am I to talk for him to endorse you understand what I just said who am I for me to talk for him to endorse Otufo does not take counsel from anyone. He speaks. But to our God, we speak and he takes counsel in it. Can I say this before I preach? I don't want us to be a church where we are always in a rush to go somewhere. When it is Sunday, Muslims don't care who you are. When they stand for their God, they rush to him. Muslims pray five times a day. How many times do you pray within a day? They pray five times every day. Every day. So five times, times, five times a day, times a week. Huh? 35 times a week. They pray 35 times a week. And you, how many times do you pray? Then you come to church on Sunday and you are making it look like you have something more important to do. Somebody is worshiping to a God 35 times a week. 35. Five times every day. That's why you see, you see their forehead black. Where is the sign on you that you are a consistent worshiper? Where is your sign? So you see why their God is prospering them because they are committed to their God. But the average Christian will come to church and is in a rush to go somewhere. Or stadium. I saw more can I say mobile point time, say mom point time, see. Hey, 
not this church. This church, we are always happy that we are in the presence of the Lord. I will never let any man give me pressure. When he leads me to worship me for 30 minutes, I'll do it. Even if I'm leveled chess, I'm glad. Because at the end of the day, it is not about you, it's about him. And sometimes he can, that's why maybe probably next week I may teach on why we must spend long time in church. There is a reason. Why do you think David, after getting everything, said that I may dwell? David had money, had gold, had all the women he could have sex with. He tasted all these things and he came to a conclusion that one thing have I seek for. One thing. After having all the sex, after enjoying all the good music, he came to a conclusion and said, one thing after I have tasted everything, after all these things, I have a conclusion. And the conclusion is, I have desired one thing. He didn't say, I desire to travel. He didn't say, I desire to have money. He said, one thing have I desired is that I may dwell. That means to stay. We don't have the staying ability. That is why we don't have God's capacity. That's our problem. We are always in a rush. So you wasted all the time in this world to meet an uncle to go or to talk carpet. Let me teach you how to carry God. It takes a lot of time to host God. I'm telling you. It doesn't take one hour or two hours. That's why he came to the disciples and said, couldn't you? I said, couldn't you have waited with me for one hour? Then Jesus teaches us the extent to which we must wait upon the Lord. And it was at least maximum three hours. Three hours. There were times Jesus would spend the night, all the night with God. We are always in a rush. I'm going, I'm going. That is why your life has no glory. Your life has no glory. Because what you spend more time with will determine what you become. If you spend more time in his presence, you carry the presence. Moses didn't even know that he had even carried the presence. It was the people around who told Moses, we can't even look at you. Why? He spent all his time on the mountain. Your value in God is determined by the time you spend with God. Did you hear what I said? Your value in God is determined by the time you sometimes you can meet some young guys and they can mention all the players in Barcelona, but they don't have two scriptures. But they don't want to bless them. So what kind of God is that? That you know nothing about it, but you know everything about mercy. You know where he stays, you know the amount of his house, you know the amount of his car, but you know nothing about your God. But the Bible says, they that know their God, you know mercy half hour of your life. You know Ghana, Kotoko, all the players, half hour of your life. You see, we think that we just come to church and the pastor will pour oil on you and suddenly your life will change. There is no magic in God. There are principles. When you obey the principles, you, you begin to experience miracles. And he returned from his prayer time to the disciples and found them asleep. Yeah, this is why the people said they want to change the world. World changes were asleep. And he said to Peter, couldn't you stay awake and watch with me? That means God. You couldn't watch with me for an hour. So sometimes whenever we are praising, we are watching with God. We are dancing with God. May God give you grace. You see, let me, let me say this. Listen, this church. When it comes to God, we don't have time. 
if we had time, holiday. We have no time. And there is no better meeting than this meeting. All other meetings are secondary matters. Until you are done with God, never be in a haste to move out of his presence. Because outside his presence, there is pressure. There is hard work. I told you guys yesterday that we should never believe any politician. I'm prophesying to you. Because the scripture has said that in, there's going to be hard times. Can any politician change the word of God? There is going to be hard times. Whoever you are advocating for that, oh, when this one comes, you will do this. I'm telling you, I don't know We are going to experience hard times. But if you are strong in God, you will not feel the hard times. That will be, you see, it will be in the hard time you will be declaring the goodness and the message of the Lord. Yeah. Why? They that know their God. You're always in a rush. I was telling somebody yesterday that by the grace of God, God has given me the grace for the miraculous. I could have entered the church and I said, that when I entered, I said, that the spider called. He says, he can't remember. He just left. I could have just... But I will not help him because at the end of the day, he just only received from the God he doesn't know. So the day will be unfulfilled because I didn't connect people back to God. That's why at the end of the day, I spent my time teaching the word, breaking it down to the simplest form so that you can digest it. I cry with you three months, you have the so sometimes it takes time. It takes time to fit it the barrier, to fit it the dokuno so that you can swallow. Are you getting me? If you are in a rush, you may end up choking to death. Oh, me come me one month. Me come by Tell someone, don't be in the haste. Also, Mr. Becker. Some of you can't be in the haste. Some of you about 12 30. And they come to China. Can you make us six? Because we are going to spend more time in this presence. Now, maybe open the mark on And then, men go heaven. Because heaven is going to be all about God. It's nothing about us. Heaven, there is nothing like. Praise and worship. No, Mr. David. Praise and worship. I'm saying. 12 30. We are not going. I'm training you for heaven. Some of you probably when you go to Africa, say, I have a baby. Because on earth you were not dancing, you didn't hear the word of God, you didn't learn anything about God. I hang too much. There's too much light here. Why is there 24-7 praise and worship? Amen. Today, I want to talk to you about something very important that I believe that God would want me to speak to you about. By the way, we give all the glory to God for all that he did yesterday in Sunyani. If you don't understand why people are standing, with humility stand. You see, you are pride, you are pride, you are too proud. I don't like people who like sitting too much in church. They are proud. <laughs> Yesterday I was on TikTok watching a guy who was talking too much. And when police arrested him and they brought him before, the guy was talking quietly. I said, ah, was this not the same guy? When you come to church and put your pride aside, put your guy, guy aside. And when we are all standing, stand. I've thought about standing. It is in honor of God. 
One or two will enter, and nobody will tell us to stand. We all stand because he's a great man. What do you think? So whatever you come to church, don't say, ah, no, yeah, sorry, sorry, sir. Amen. Sit down. So God did amazing things, miracles. His presence was mighty. Lives were touched. And we trust God that many people were still, there will be a deposit of God's power in their lives. And I just want to meet somebody one day and say, and a person walk up to him and say, man of God, this meeting changed my life. That's, it's not just the miracles. It's not just the healing. I just want somebody to say, the way you love God affected me. And when I left the meeting, I started loving God. And this is what I started doing. But that's what we call impact. That after you left the place, people's life or people's love for the Lord. Normally, whenever I'm going to minister to a place, Pastor Elvis will always tell me, make sure that before you leave the place, people fall in love with Jesus. Now, how can people fall in love with Jesus? When the one preaching loves Jesus. That's all. So how do I know? Now, if I love you, don't I spend more time with you? So one symbol of the fact that somebody loves God is the time they spend with God. The time they spend in praising God. The time they spend in preaching the word of God. The time they spend with the children of God. It's a symbol that they love God. Yeah. So you see, yes, and we praise God for some time. Uh, it means I love God. Oh, wow. Or he used to five minutes praise and worship. But I am a lover of God. Just like the way when you are talking to a girlfriend, John chapter 1 verse 11 receive from your man of God. Oh, you're not excited. <laughs> Yesterday after the service, a pastor friend said I should come to his place in Sunyani and bless the place for him. So when I went there, um, I was teaching them the power of vision and I was talking to them about time. That God reveals visions or visions manifest by time. So by then, Balfour had not entered the church. So I intentionally hid my phone 
in one of the chairs. And when he entered the church, I asked him, Balfour, do you know where my phone is? He said, no. But my phone was there. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? My phone was there. But when he entered, I said, Balfour, my phone is in this room, but can you show me where it is? And he said, no. So do you know that treasures can be at a place, anointings can be at a place, your breakthrough can be at a place, but if you are not taught how or where it is, you cannot even have access to it. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? How many of you were sent by your mother to go to a room to pick something? You went, you couldn't find anything. But your mother came and found what she told you. And the funny thing is, it was where they told you, but you didn't even see it. Oh, how many of you? So how many of you are here, your mother sent you to go to a room? Oh, Koko, go to a room. And Ujinao for five minutes. How many of you have ever been there before? Wow, I'm not the only one. So it means that all of you understand the fact that sometimes eh, something can be at a place. But if you are not shown where it is, you may say it is not there. So can I say this? Your breakthrough, your next level, your testimony, your, your marital glory, anything good you are asking from God is here. Yeah. Do you know why you are not clapping? Because you don't even believe it. The dream car you want to drive, it is here. The house you want to build, it is here. Yes. So, but you see, as I'm talking, somebody may say, how is it here? The same way, when your mother sent you that, Chale, go and bring me this thing. You got there, you, you searched everywhere. Searched all over. Couldn't find nobody. So, searched all over the room. Couldn't find the house key. Looked high and low. Still couldn't find nobody. So what I'm trying to say is that, now even with God, in the beginning, please follow me, I'm going to close very soon. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3 quickly. All, now look at this part. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made. That was made. So through the word, everything was made. Then, I mean, he's about to review who the word is. So in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Verse 1. In the beginning was the word. Follow, follow this. In the beginning was there. And the word was with. And the word was. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things. This where Jesus is all is the mightiest. This is where. That, this scripture should let you know how powerful Jesus is. That is why when we mention the name, all things respond to him. Because all things were made through him. <laughs> That's why you can use the name on trees and trees will respond because trees came out of him. So the Bible says, say all things. So when I mention marriage, you say out of him. Marriage. I am prophesying to you already. Marriage. All things were made by all things. So that means the car you want to drive, it is not made by the white people. It was made by him. But he only gave them the wisdom he, God, has for them to make the car. <laughs> all things were made by him. All things. So all, 
All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. So that means nothing actually comes on earth without his permission. That's what Jesus is called. Sit down. In him. So he doesn't make things, but he is life. So material things can come out of God. Cars can come out of him. But that is not there is in God. Because in him was life. And that life becomes the light of all men who come to him. Maybe sometime we'll come back to the scripture. Verse 5. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. No, verse 6. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear the witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Verse 8. He was, John the Baptist was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. Verse 9. That was the true light which lighted every man that coming into this world. Verse 10. Now, this is the part I want to emphasize. The one who was in the beginning, the one who made all things, decided to come to his things. For instance, you are working for somebody. You are working in the company. Okay? But you've been working there for 10 years, but you don't know the owner of the company. And the, oh yeah, it can be. You can know the one managing the company, but you may not know the owner. Do you know the owner of Benz? But have you entered a Benz car before? But have you met the owner? So what if maybe mistakenly you are at the airport and the owner wants to say, hello, sir. You're like, hey, what, what do you mean? What, hello, what? But you don't even know that you are even talking to the owner. You think you are talking to just anybody. You are talking to somebody you have been dreaming to meet. But the reason why you may probably miss a blessing is because you don't know who you are talking to. So knowledge brings you to a place whereby you can change your life. When you have knowledge about certain things, your life can change. Now look at this. He was in the world. Who was in the world? The God who made the world was in the world. He was in the world. And the world was made by him. God created the world. And God said, oh, let me come to the world. Your boss employs you at a workplace. Then he decides to say, oh, maybe your boss makes a manager employ you. Then he decides to say, the main boss says, oh, let me come and see what is happening. Then he's entering the car. Oh, oh right. Company man, security man is over near. Oh, because I don't know you. And the time he or she is coming is an odd time. But the reason why the security man may not allow the man is because he doesn't even know that the, the man coming is the owner of the company. I don't blame the security man because he knows somebody else, but he doesn't know the owner. Now look at this part. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. So the world is like the security man. And when God wanted to come into your world, he said no to him. Now look at this. The God who made all things and the God through whom all things were made decided to come into your life and correct certain errors. But because you didn't know it was God, you stopped God. You stopping God means you stopped a change. You stopped a breakthrough. You stopped a turnaround. Because if you knew it was God, your life would have changed. 
For instance, the Bible declares that Jesus was talking to a woman at the well. And the woman didn't know she was talking to God. She didn't know. She was talking to a life changer, a life giver, peace giver. She didn't know. So after the conversation, Jesus asked the woman, Jesus told the woman, if you knew the one talking to you. So that means that many of us have been talking to our breakthroughs, but we don't know. Sometimes, as I am preaching, an angel can just be standing beside you. But because you don't know, the angel goes back. For the lack of knowledge, he was in the world. God came to the world because there was chaos in the world. And God said, let me come and solve the problems of man. God came to the world and the people who had problems pushed away the solution. Do you get it? You don't get it? You are sick. A doctor has come. Or it's too much. Me need a doctor. How many of you didn't really know who somebody was until you got to know like, hey, like, you didn't know that, oh, Nipana almost handled or no. Like the person you were dealing with, you didn't know who the person is, so you just thought, oh, the person is just anybody. So you spoke anyhow until later on somebody told you that, hey, this is so, so, so. Oh. Who was it? Quickly. It was my boss from Accra. Your boss from Accra? Yes. Um, my department in the office. We have our office. And then he came by. I didn't know him. He, he came to your department? He came to our office. Office. To check on us. Uh-huh. He came to the department. And I didn't know him. Uh-huh. I didn't know him that, that, that much. So when he came by, I didn't misbehave. But I think the... Your attitude towards him? Only the attitude. I should have accorded him... The respect. Like, but because you didn't know him, you didn't... Uh-huh. But he is the boss. This boss can determine your promotion or your demotion. I am teaching you that God can send you Acts 10.38. How God loaded Jesus with power. Now you realize that the Bible says he came to the world and the world knew him not. Verse 11. And this is the part that really breaks my heart. I feel for God this one. Can we already want to go? I don't like the power. I want to go. He came unto his. God came to his own people. The people who were rejected. The people who were hungry. The people who were down. God came to them. You are sick. You are rejected. You are poor. And the God who made all things wants to change your story. And that God is running to you. And you are also running from him. He came, the Bible said, in him was life. So that means God came with life to those who were dying. And those who were dying were running away with their death. He came to his own. He came to Hopeway. And Hopeway said, no, this is not Jesus. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. Now, you can get to know what is in the verse 12. Or you can get to know what he came with in the verse 12. Verse 12. But as many as received him, as many as were able to know who was coming to them, what did he give them? So that means that God actually came to give something. But because those he came to didn't know who they were dealing with, they didn't know that the man they were dealing with had something to give to them. 
But because they lacked revelation about who they were dealing with, and you see, revelation of who you are dealing with, when it comes to spiritual matters, will determine what you receive from the person. I cannot just give to you what you are not seeing in me. Do you get what I'm trying to say? God can never give you no matter how much you are in need of it, until you see it in him. That's what the Bible says, in him was life. So if you see life in God, you can get life. Listen, it's the old channel in the so that I'm teaching you one way to receive from God. So you realize that even with God, he came with life, with power, with wealth, with change. And many did not receive because they didn't know. Tap your neighbor, neighbor. I say, shake your neighbor. Tell him, sit up, sit up, sit up, sit up. You are in church, sit up, sit up. Tell the person, sit up. Tenacity, tell the person to sit up right. Sometimes the way you even sit is a sign that you are not even interested in the word. But as many as receive, let's run to go. To be what? To become. He gave them power. Power is given to those who know. So we can all be in a church, but not every one of us can receive power. Not every one of us can receive from God. Why? Because many of us don't even know that God is here. That is why as I'm preaching, you are off. Because you don't know. That's the same thing the rest time. The Bible says, as he came to his home, but they didn't know. And God can come in a way you would not know. That's what Jacob said. So God was here. So sometimes the chair you are sitting on, do you know that probably before they, when Daniel, everybody went to sleep, God came here and Jesus said, oh, let me just take a top. And his presence around changed something. Maybe some of you, you've been praying about something for about 10 years and an angel has been sent to you. But do you know there is an angel with you now? Oh, I don't see him. No, we don't see to believe. We believe to see. In this, we don't be, Oh, I'm waiting. It's just a moonlight. A brother. In this kingdom, when you believe, these signs and wonders, miracles, power, follows those who believe, those who believe. Thomas said, until I see, I will not believe. And Jesus came and changed the narrative. He said, blessed are those who do not see, but, so you may not see an angel, but you believe. Then there's an angel here. You may not see a land on this altar, but as far as the man of God is saying that, if you can believe, you can receive. So many people come to church and they go the same. Do you know why? So about 12 years, they don't know that whatever they've been praying for was actually on the altar. And all they needed to do was come and kneel and say, Father, thank you. And after they tapped, they didn't know that they tapped into a prosperity oil. But because they don't know, may the Lord open your spiritual senses. May your eyes be opened. May your ears be opened. May the Lord show you something supernatural. Let your amen be the loudest. Sit down. My dear, come. This wonderful lady was the one who shared a testimony about the ovarian cyst. Did I pray for you? Nothing. What happened? Quickly. I always come to the altar. To you always come to the altar. So the question is, is this not a cement? Is this not a carpet? 
So the question is, why would somebody with ovarian cysts come and kneel on this altar? Ovarian cysts with nine centimeters. You come to this altar, you kneel. Then you go to the hospital. Doctors say there is no more ovarian cysts. How? 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 But can I ask you, my brother, come. Do you see any? Go and tell me the things you see there. Show me the things you see there. Do you see any angel? Do you see any fire? But when we believe, we activate the invisible. Then we begin to walk in the supernatural. And today I prophesy over somebody. May the Lord cause you to believe. Sit down. The reason why many Christians don't give is because they don't believe in giving. David, before he died, gave gold. Everything that was needed to build God's house, David gave it out before he died. What, 20,000? 20,000. Are you getting me? So sometimes you hear some young guys who are beginning life. No, they don't know they are left to the right. When you are small, so be. What work can pass? I'm saying, 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 what did I say? <laughs> you called for offerings and then you were actually done. And then uh-huh. you said there is one person. One person here. That God is saying he should bring thousand guns. Thousand guns. Maybe next week he will share his testimony. He just came to this church, not less than two, 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 two miles involved. But he told me the testimonies I have, I can't explain them. He told, I can't explain them. Hey, let me tell the truth. Now I'm talking to you about God. Yeah. This church, I'm telling you, there is a power here. I'm not joking. There is power. You may not see the angels here, but I'm telling you, the angels here are more than us. So angels can come to all citizens, but if they don't know that there are angels assigned to them when they pray, they they pray, but they don't even pray with the revelation. The reason why I raise the prayer, you don't pray is because you don't even know that your prayer works. So sometimes people ask me, Apostle, why do you believe that when you pray? I know. I know with everything within me that when I pray, he answers. That's sometimes I make certain declarations and sometimes it's even funny to me. That how do you make a declaration in the moment of hope that tomorrow before 9.30 a.m. When I was declaring Momo on moment of hope, as I was speaking around 11 to 12, you remember? A lady sent as apostle, whilst we're in the service, who sends Momo by 11 p.m.? She received her own. Then the next day, people started receiving. Hey, can I say this? When we meet, this place is no longer Queen's Hall. When we meet as Hope Revival Church, the moment we meet, there is a different opening 
as I'm talking, the heavens over us are open wide. But you see, wait. In Acts chapter 9, you realize that when Paul was on the road to Damascus, the Bible declares that a light shone from heaven and it fell on Apostle Paul. But do you know that when Paul was hearing Jesus, the soldiers around him did not hear what God was saying to Paul. All they saw was a light. Whilst they were hearing lightning and thunder, Paul was hearing Jesus' voice. But it was in the same atmosphere. But you realize that the same atmosphere, the same light, the same power, but different encounters. Maybe if they had heard the voice of Jesus, they would have also become apostles. They only saw light. But Apostle Paul saw Jesus. If you can see Jesus today in this church, if you can see Jesus in me as his prophet to your life, no words of mine will fall to the ground. Because any man sent by God carries a word from God. Am I preaching to somebody? Do you know that you don't need me to lay hands on you? You can even say, ah, this chair has, you see, by revelation, as you even sitting on the chair, you can even receive your healing now. Because you sat in your house chair before you came here, but this is God's chair. So you can say to yourself, no, from today, my academics have changed because I'm sitting on God's chair. From today, my unemployment is over because I'm sitting on God's chair. You can prophesy to yourself and say, from today, my life is changing because I have entered into Mount Zion where there are innumerable company of angels. So as you are seated, you are not sitting by a man. There is an angel standing beside you, ready for you to shout for a breakthrough to happen. An angel should read, Kapalagada. We don't see. Say that. Do you know that this is going to be my message? He came to his own with power, with healing, with breakthroughs. He came. And the people he came to help, they didn't even realize that their helper was there. Acts 10 38. Quickly. How have I been blessed? So, number one, I've spoken about God. Number two, the man of God. How God, that God who came to this world, after he came that, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So how God anointed Charles Nyaba. So how God invested. When we say God has anointed the man, it means God in his wisdom selected a man you know with weakness. And he decided to invest his power in that weak vessel. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. If you know Nazareth, it was a town people didn't really want to have anything to do. That's what uh, Andrew said, can anything good come from what? So that means Nazareth was a town nothing good could come from. That is why even in Ghana, people despise the north. But I'm from the north. How God anointed Charles never from the place you despise. Some of you, when we say, go and do a national service, I'm going to say, Oh? How God anointed somebody from a place you despised. Now I'm teaching you this. If you can catch this as a church. And secondly, if you can catch this as an individual, your life will change. I said your life will change. Amen. Your amen is to it. Amen. How God gave power 
to a man from a town people don't have anything to do with. Number one, how God anointed a young man whose family background has no good history. God anointed Jesus and his parents were carpenters. Nothing to write about. And God in his wisdom decides to anoint a man. For instance, God, if you want to use a man, are you not supposed to go to Dufus Palace and anoint somebody there? Because according to, let me say, the systems of man, nothing good should come from a poor man. Everything should come from a good home. Or somebody whose father is a lawyer and somebody whose father is a doctor. Not somebody like me whose father is dead. My mother is a baker and I'm from the north. But you see, Apostle Paul says something in the book of Galatians. That before I was formed in my mother's womb, he chose me. When you read almost all the letters, Apostle Paul can start his letter by saying, I, Apostle Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, who has been chosen according to the will. I didn't will myself to be a man of God. I didn't will myself to be your pastor. It is God's will that I am your pastor. Jeremiah, before you were formed, he was an apostle Paul, by the will of God. Because if God will use anybody, it shouldn't be apostle Paul. No, no, no. He is not the kind of person God should use. Gave one of the scriptures, that's what I Paul, by the will of Yes, verse 2. All what I want to talk about is the reason why many people are not able to receive from certain men of God is because they relate with men of God because of number one, the tribe they are from. Number two, they check the background of the man of God. Is who is his father? Who is his mother? Verse 2. This letter is from Paul. What is the scripture? Colossians 1 1. Now, okay, sit down. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. This was the same young man who took letters to kill the disciples of Jesus. Now, so for instance, I'm in your area. I've caused commotion in churches. Near the second area. So we all know him as an area killer. And the next day, the same area killer who entered church, has not entered church, and is now preaching in church. Will you listen to his preaching? I'm asking a question. Will you listen to his preaching? Because you were there when you picked a church. Uh, maybe they came here. About five guys. Hey, 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 hey. And they come, they scatter everything. And because of the cause commotion. And on their way, God appears to one of them, their leader. And God says, Paul, Paul, I'm the one you are persecuting. So the chair you took, I'm, I'm the one you took. I'm the one you are destroying. But from today, you'll be my servant. Now wait. Now he's not the servant of God. Now with God, God has forgiven him. But with man, what how many people will not listen to such a man? Be honest. Oh, be honest. You will not receive him. You will not give him an offering. Maybe after he's done, just give an offering. Say, full man, I can understand. What best I'm saying? I'm saying some man offering. Then not just say I don't. That's why many people make a statement like, "I don't will be that sorry. I was your apostle." How many have heard that statement before? She said, "It's a young boy. Someone saw him. Someone knew me. I saw for." Acts chapter nine. Apostle Paul was on his way 
to kill the church. He was on his way to destroy. And on the way, God met him on the way. But do you know the funny thing? When God was meeting him, even the people around didn't even see that God was meeting a man. So listen, never write off men as far as they are alive. Mercy can speak for them. Oh, give me my scripture. I, Paul, by the will of God. I, Charles, remember, by the will of God. This is Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Charles, remember, an apostle of Jesus Christ. By the will of God. I am not your pastor because I want to be. I'm your pastor because it is the will of God that I should be your pastor. Now, ask 1038. Now, when God calls somebody to be your pastor, what does God give your pastor for you? Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? With the Holy Ghost and with what? Come on, child. With the Holy Ghost and with what? Then he went. Who did he go to? The people God has called him for. Every man of God. That's what Apostle Paul said. To me, Paul, I've been called to the Gentiles, but to you, Peter, is to the, the people of Israel. Every man of God, number one, receives their calling from God. And number two, they receive their assignment from God. So God calls me, he anoints me, then he assigns me. So number one, God will call me, my brother come. No, the one is first. So I have called him. Now as I have called him, please watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Watch me. As I have called him, now I am putting my power on him as God. I have put it on him. Now after I put it on him, anything I give him, there is a purpose why I am giving him the power. Now, after I give him the power, then I, God, I say, go to these people. I am giving you the power for them. In Exodus chapter 3, God didn't give Moses the rod of power to be entertained. He gave it to them because of the people of Israel. Am I preaching to the church? He gave to the people of what? So there was a reason why God gave power to Moses. So that he would bring them out of Egypt to the promised land. So there is a reason why God always anoints a pastor for you. So I've given him power. Don't forget. Power to heal. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good. So there were people who were in evil. And God gave the power. So there is a young lady here who probably may be barren. But there is a power on this woman to heal that barrenness. There is somebody here who may be poor. But the power to bring that poverty is on this young man. So now I have called him as God. That I send him to a people. God has come down. Don't forget, God told the people of Israel that God said to Moses, go and tell the people of Israel that I have come down. I have heard their prayer. So, these people, all of you, they start praying about whatever you need from God. Maybe you are a student, someone wants to pass an exam. Now, as they are praying, God comes down. And how does it come down? The Bible declares, and the Lord said to Moses, go and tell the people of Israel, I have come to answer their prayer. How? By sending Moses. So that means that in actual sense, anytime we pray, anytime we cry, the answer is not with him. He has given it to a man nearer to you. That is what the Bible says. Even God, when he came to the earth, he didn't come as God. He came in the form of a man. And that man is Jesus. God in the flesh. So in the flesh, God will always appoint a man in the flesh who does not have the background you think he should have. 
And number two, when God appoints such a man, God will anoint such a man. After he anoints such a man, he assigns the man. So God has assigned this young man to these people. Now, whatever you need, the power to solve that problem is now on him. But in the spirit, you may not see the power. All you may see is a young man with spurs who probably talks slow. But do you know that when you look beyond his slowness, you will see power. When you see beyond. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus from a small town. Jesus whose father is a carpenter. How God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good. The truth is, if care is not taken, you may not be able to receive from such a man. Because number one, you know the town is coming from. And you know that such town, nothing good can come out of it. So it will take a certain level of humility to see God in the man he has assigned to you. If God does not help you to see the man he has invested himself in, you will always miss God. Because sometimes I can be passing and I say, oh, tell me you are blessed though. That may be an answer you have been praying for. But because you see Charles Nyaba, a young man from Navrongo who completed KNOSD, you are just seeing an ordinary man. No. You are seeing a man who was born from Navrongo, who has been, I mean, bad before, but like Paul, met God on the road of Damascus. God empowered by God. Now sent back to the people of God. Do you get where I'm coming from? Moses didn't want to go back because he had a history in Egypt. They knew. He had killed before. They knew. Probably he had lied before. They knew. Maybe he had an ex-girl there. He said, Lord, I am not willing to go back. And God said, behold, I'm giving you this power. Go there and bring my people out. Out of where? Masturbation. Out of where? Failure. Now, if you are still in Egypt, it means you have not accepted Moses. If you are here and you are still struggling with certain petty, petty things, it means you have not accepted me as a prophet. Why? The rod carries power. The rod can part the Red Sea. But unto see me as God's prophet. Now you can see me as Moses who grew up in the house of Egypt. That's your own cup of tea. But if you see me as Moses who met God on the mountain, that will benefit you. You can grow with me. You can eat with me. You can play with me. But if care is not taken, you may not profit from me as your prophet. And it is as a church. You can joke with what I say. But as many as received, he gave them power. So power is given to those who receive the words of the man of God. When I say you are blessed, you don't go about saying I'm cursed. I'm a prophet. I'm telling God says I should tell you are blessed. You don't like what I'm saying. How do you receive from your man of God? Number one, see and receive him as your man of God. Number one, see that God is in him. And number two, receive him. If you are in Open Revival Church, I am the man of God God has given you. If you don't see it to believe it, you may not receive anything God has given it for you. Many of you, when I advise you, you decide to take it or not. It's your own cup of tea. You can sit down. Number one, see and believe. Number one, see that God has anointed Charles Nyaba because no man can do this except God be with him. No man. Yesterday, one word, you saw the miracles yesterday. Ten years issues, eye condition. Ten years. Now, that alone should let you know how anointed a man of God. Because if the only thing I could do was probably be at my place, 
maybe it is only in hope where God moves. But when we travel outside, God doesn't move. There are no miracles. There are no signs. It means that your man of God is not anointed. It means he's not really anointed. But for God to be with him in regions, the Bible says Jesus went everywhere doing good. So that means his anointing was not restricted to where he was. Everywhere. Now, one true sign that God is with a man is everywhere he goes, he prospers. Joseph was in prison, he prospered. May you prosper. Amen. You see, I just prophesied to somebody. Amen. This is how many missed their miracles. Because the words, Psalm 107 verse 20, the Bible says he sent forth his word. But in the word, there were two things. He sent forth his word to heal and to deliver. So when I speak like this, in the word carries your blessing. But when you receive it, that's when the power of the word begins to work for you. So I don't actually have to lay hands. Like the centurion man, he said, only speak the word. Because I believe you are an anointed man of God. I believe you are a general prophet. Listen, I believe you are a prophet of God. I believe that when you speak, angels move. I believe that when you speak, things are made possible. So man of God, speak a word. And my servant will be healed. The servant who was dying came back to life because a man sent by God sent forth a word. Your business is changing. Look at this. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their distractions. So sometimes accident is a distraction. Failure is a distraction. Marital crisis is a distraction. Financial crisis is a distraction. But do you know one word can deliver you from your distractions? Oh, come on. I feel like I'm not preaching to the right people. He said, he sent for, sit down. I wish you could underline the word. He sent for his words. His words. His what? But in the word, it can do two things. The word can heal. Once the word is healing one person, the word can give somebody a breakthrough. Why? It is coming from a man you believe as a man of God. If you believe I'm your servant, I'm your servant of the Lord for your life, I declare you are blessed. Your doors are open. Your story is changing. Your deliverance is now. Your financial breakthroughs are taking place. I declare a new comment on your life. Shout, my story is changing. Sit down. He sent a word. Stand there. So I'm a man of God. I didn't see an angel at the back. He sent a word. So now, when I send him, this one word can go to a student. Hey. He sent a word. Don't also follow. He sent a word. Now when the word is released, who is the word? Jesus. So he sends Jesus. And the one struggling with an addiction, when the one receives the one sending the word, the word begins to work for you. Because the centurion man first of all received Jesus before the words of Jesus. He saluted Jesus. He respected Jesus. He honored Jesus. And Jesus said, since you have honored me, my words will honor you. He sent his word. So your pastor, Pastor Charles, will send a word out. Before you get home, there will be a breakthrough waiting for you. There will be a breakthrough waiting for you. Listen, that breakthrough call, you have been expected. I release a word to your bank account, a word to your academics, a word to your family. The crisis are over. The crisis are over. No more poverty. The jokes are broken. The addictions are broken. Sit down. So how do you receive from me? 
as your sent man of God. Apostle Selman is not sent to you. I am sent to you. Pastor Elvis is not sent to you. I am sent to you. And I remember the answer. You move in Kenya, you be despite of by any pen, you may pay. Any time when the person Kenya can offer any despite, but I'm glad he's not my father. Because there are things my mother has taught me that that's why I can't teach me. Charles, by the will of God. So by the will of God, I was giving birth to that woman, that baker, that alcoholic man. But here I am today. Here I am today. So number one, now, as I said, I can be walking about, but there are angels around me. I grew up with him in Einstein. I mean, I'm older than when I say I grew up. Don't he's young. Don't mind with the beard. Mine is like, what's that pack? Are you white? Little blue pack? I don't know. Maybe then, but almost then a green grass. Nangasemo. Yeah, he completed cars. Came to Kenya West. He completed Kenya West. But you know, at first he used to call me Osop, and I didn't have any problem with it because the, the revelation with which you relate with me, I also relate with you on that level. But now he calls me Papa. I didn't tell him. Me at first, I used to greet him this way. But now, it's not, I don't know what he has seen. Yesterday, if you were a genuine son and if you were a son of revelation, why would a pastor leave his church and travel with me to Sunyani to go and see what God is doing through to Pastor Charles? He's in Kumase. He said, I will be with, I'm going with you. I said, Abbas, can I join with you to Sunyani? I said, why not? Then when he goes to his, he, he posted my picture on his status. This man is anointed. I am not saying that too, but I'm saying that this is a man of God who has seen God in a man. And I have seen that almost all my pastor friends who recognize the grace of God upon my life, it is easy for them to catch it and run with it. Yeah, they just come in contact with it. Because there are some of the things God is doing in this commission. Eh? I'm telling you, it is not happening everywhere. There are miracles God is doing in this commission. There are signs and wonders. There are things God is doing eh? Sometimes, even a moment of hope, how do you speak? How do you come to Botanical Garden? Somebody who has not seen their father for 18 years or for service, no, we are friends. It means there is power. That power is bringing things in your life, that power is breaking yokes in your life, that power is changing your story. Sit down, let me close. So, God has anointed me, Charles Nyaba, Jeremiah 3.15. I will give you shepherds after my... God gave me you. God gave me to you. He anointed me and gave me to you. But how do you receive from me as a gift from God to you? Number one, you must see that God has anointed me for you. And number two, you must believe. It is a thing to see him as a man of God. And it is another thing to see him as your man of God. Do you know that it is one thing to see me as a man of God? Oh, he is a. And it's another thing to say he is mine. That's what the Bible says. He came to his own. The Bible never said he went to a people. He came to his own. His own. His own. He came to his own. So anytime you personalize the men God has given you, you benefit from them. He came to his own, his own. He didn't say he went to a people. He came to his own, his own. So you must own your man of God. You must say, no, this is my man of God. And he gave them pastors according to his heart. That's why each and every one of us say we have our own parents. 
So as much as we respect others' mothers, we have our own. So as much as you respect other pastors, you have your own. <laughs> I will give you pastors according to my heart who shall feed you with knowledge. I'm feeding you now. That's why in the beginning I fed you with the knowledge of God. How God can be in your room but you may not even know. What do you think? I see somebody's locked money open now. Number two. So number one, see him as your man of God, not as a. Oh, he's a man of God. So you can decide to. But if you see him as, not as people have personal doctors. Have you that people have their own personal doctors? Let me, so when people are in a situation, let me say, they'll say, let me call my lawyer. And they respond. Let me call my doctor. Yesterday, a disc car had a problem. And he said, let me call my mechanic. You must have your your bodyguard, which are angels. Do you have a man of God? Or there is a. He must be your man of God. Because that's the one God has given you. You can't say, ma, we are hearing too much. It's a motor man, maybe. And number two, as you see him and receive number two, you must honor. Honor him as your man of God. That's what the Bible says. Honor your. He didn't say honor a. Honor your mother, your. That means what is yours is what you must honor first. You don't honor what is outside before you honor what is inside. There are some ladies here, eh, because you want your boyfriend's mother to know that you're a good girl. Oh, man, but you can't do that. Oh, fake girl. Because I'm a big girl. Hey, ma, what's up for being so? Him. Imagine Danny. Danny will check with Janataria. Oh, whoa, whoa. On what Into I saw the pressure. you must honor him as your man of God. Because the scripture says, Honor your mother, your father. So God first acknowledges honor when it is done to your man of God, your mother. So yours must be well taken care of before outsiders. You are not paying your children's school fees, but you are going about spreading money everywhere. You are not honoring them to the honest My mother said, send me a letter. I said, I will not send it to you. I said, call your son, the lawyer. He said, are you not also my son? I said, this woman. She has won the case. Because sometimes she can take it, take it, take it, and then, you know, even also, Obiyama, I'm said, has also told me, actually, I just balanced the woman. So you must honor him as your man of God. You must honor me as the gift of God to you. That's the truth. Your mother is not well taken care of, but you are feeding somebody's mother once your mother is hungry. Oh. Auntie, yeah. You must honor. Lois, if I'm your man of God, you must honor me as your man of God, not as a. Some of you, when you say another man of God, some of you lie down. I'm not saying come and lie down. Me. But I'm not saying the honor or respect. Honor means respect, value. Holding somebody in high esteem. Some of us, we see people on television as great, but we downgrade the ones in front of us. So some of you, when you say, man of God, my God, am I dreaming? Oh my God, oh my God, oh, oh my God. Man of God, you don't know. You don't know what you mean to me. Man of God, God. Man of God, 
to be the blessing. Yet this person has never said anything like this to him. So a man of the one feeding him Sunday, the one who visits you, the one who calls on you, the one who checks you. You are, you are dying over somebody you have seen on television. When there is lives of you don't know the person anymore. When there is no daughter, you don't know the person anymore. But the one who can go and say, stop the foolishness. You hear such a person. Keep on. And so as of your committee, you are graduating. Honor him as a man of God. Honor can be, listen, honor can be a determinant to the power that flows from your man of God to you. What? The level at which you honor will determine the power that flows from your man of God to you. That's why sometimes there are people around men of God, not all of them are carrying the same measure of power. People with their level of honor will determine the power that flows through them. So for instance, come, 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 come. Now look at this. Come, come, come around me. They are all with me as the amount of God. But do you know that not all of them can receive a certain measure of power flowing from me to them? So they are all around me, but it is their level of honor that determines the power that flows from me to them. Why? Because there were thousands of people that be around, around, around. So the Bible said there were thousands of people around Jesus, but none of them received from Jesus, but it was a woman with the blood of issue. Imagine thousands of people around you. And how did she receive? She went down. She said, no, this is not just a normal man. This is a great man of God. This is a mighty man. This is a mighty man. I can't just stand. Let me kneel. And she went to the Bible. Says she held the garment. And something left Jesus. So something always leaves your man of God to you by the level of honor you render to him. Am I preaching here? Or oh, you don't like my message? You want Ezekiel, Isaiah. The level of honor you render to your man of God will determine the power that flows. So power is around him. Power is within him. Power is on him. The power only gets to you by the level of what honor you render. Do you know why Utumbo is powerful? Can I show one of the reasons why? Can I show you? It is because of the level of respect Ascentis render to him. They don't joke with their king. When the king speaks, yes, there's power. Why is that power? Because of the people he's ruling. The way they accept the word will determine the power that flows through them. That is why the centurion man said to Jesus, don't come to my house. I know you carry power. It was honor. And that's, you see, another name for honor is faith. That's what Jesus said. I've never seen any faith like this. In other words, I've never seen anybody honor me like this. Because all the people who came to me, they all told me to come and lay my hands. That means that they believe that until I lay my hands. People will not be sick. But with you, you are telling me not to lay my hands. You are telling me to speak a word. That is another level. Am I preaching? So they are all around me for 10 years. But you can see this one going far. And this one also going far. But not at the level of speed. Why? Because of the level of what? Honor. So we can all be in this church, but not all of us can be benefited from the mantle or the grace of God at work in the house. Why? The level of honor you render will determine the power that flows to you. Honor can be a determinant to the flow of power from the man of God. God has anointed for you. So God has anointed me to change her financial level. But how can she connect to that power? By the level of honor, level Honor comes in levels. One day, the disciples, the same disciples were around Jesus. And a woman came with an expensive ornament to honor their man of God. They saw it as a waste of money. 
The disciples around Jesus, they didn't give Jesus that respect. Another woman came with an expensive ointment. They told Jesus, ah, this woman is wasting it on you. Let us sell. So they felt like, so no, we know you are a man of God, but you don't deserve expensive things. But another woman somewhere who has not been with Jesus for three years, maybe probably for three months, saw that Jesus deserves something better. So we can all be in church. And we are saying that, oh, we are blessing our man of God. Somebody will say, Adin. Hey! But you want your boyfriend to buy the best week for you. Even with that small head of yours. So you realize that Mary Madeline saw that Jesus is not a small man. He needs to be honored to the highest level. And when they came to stop the woman, Jesus said, stop! When I came, did you buy? So that means that all this while, Jesus was expecting honor from them, but they didn't give. Genuinely, every genuine man of God expects honor, but they will not tell you to honor them. Because honor comes by revelation, not by command. If I command you to honor me, it will not be from your heart. But if it is from revelation, it is from the heart. Because God loves a cheerful giver. When you are not cheerful about what you are rendering to your man of God, it is not acceptable. Are you being blessed today? Your pastor can be very anointed, but it takes a certain level of honor to unlock the anointing. And what is honor? Honor means to value, to respect, to hold in high esteem, to value him. You don't treat him anyhow. What has made God's servant apostle Selman is not just the anointing. It is the people God has given him. He started from Zaria in Nigeria. You know Zaria. First, first, his messages were all recorded. And the people God has given him so that, no, this is not just a normal man. This is a man anointed by God, and we can't just watch him die like that. Do you know that no matter the investment of God in a man, until the people around the man take out the investment of God, the man can die as a, a normal man. The people around the man must see, and they must receive, and they must ensure that every treasure in their man of God does not die, but it comes out. How? By ensuring that this man I'm relating with is not just a normal man. That's why some people can put their life on the line to guide the president. Are you telling me that the people guiding the president, don't they have children? But why are they willing to put down their life on the ground for another man to live? Because of value. Because of respect. And because of honor. So there are times in order for certain people to gush out from the man of God, some people must lay their life for the man of God. What are the two major ways to honor your man of God? Number one, honor your man of God by treasuring the words of your man of God. Now, let me, let me put this in right context. If the man you are honoring, if he's not in line with the word, you can leave him. But as far as the words he speaks unto you contain two things, truth, life, and spirit, you must go for them. John 6, 3. The Bible says, Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the words of your man of God contains two things, spirit and life. When you treasure the words of your man of God, you are receiving spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2 says, when he spoke unto me, the spirit entered. Anytime you put so much value on the words of your man of God, you are receiving life from God. Because every man of God carries a word from God that can change your world. But how do you benefit from the words of your man of God? Like as I'm preaching. When you place value, you respect it, you hold it in high esteem. Now, how can I prove it to you? When you go to a pharmacist, how you treat the prescription they give you 
determines your honor to them. For instance, who has ever been to a pharmacy shop before? And you went and they told you, take two in the morning, two in the afternoon, and two in the evening. Now, you taking the two in the morning, the two in the afternoon, the two in the evening, is a sign that you honor them. Because you could have chosen not to take it, but you chose it to take it because you have high respect for them. You don't like what I'm saying. Honor your man of God by treasuring the words of your man of God over your life. So when I say, a depart can never die. Amen. It is a word she must treasure. She must hide it. How can a young man keep his way pure? Psalm 190. He, must, he said, the words have I hidden. So learn to hide the words of your man of God in your heart. Learn to repeat the words of your man of God over your life. Learn to look into them and say, my man of God said, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Shout, I'm blessed. You must treasure the words of your man of God. Like the way you treasure a pharmacist. Because you believe that if you don't take the words of a pharmacist serious, you may die. For instance, a daughter can tell you, don't eat meko. So, meko and me the other. We did two days now we here. Why? Because you disregarded a word that could have preserved your life. So that's why words are very important. That's why Jacob and Israel, they were all fighting over words. In the spirit, David and Goliath, their war was not a sword. It was a matter of words. Jesus conquered the world with words. He said, Father, it is. He overcame demons with words. He spoke to the sea, spoke to the tree. So speaking or words in the spirit are the most expensive commodity. And especially a word from an anointed man of God, your man of God to you, is a word you must treasure. Especially if it's from the foundation of the hard word, it's from the word of the Lord. You must treasure the words I'm giving you. You must value them. You must hide them. As hope citizens, when I preach and I go, go back meditating, confessing it, and declaring it over your house. And the moment you do that, you are receiving life. Life. The centurion man. Jesus was far away. And yet, because he treasured the word, life came out of the word and came into his servant. So I can stand and I say, ah, your house will know no poverty. Amen. You see, that word has been sent forth. But your value on that word will determine the power that flows out of the word. So I don't need to see your mom before I prophesy. But your value on my words can change your mom's situation. Because the servant didn't see Jesus. It was the master that saw Jesus. He said, my servant is not, but only speak a word. And that servant who has not seen what will receive, because I have seen you and I valued your words. And as a result of that, my servant will benefit. Learn to value when I say demise an anointed man of God and he will never go down. When I say care still sell will never go down. Treasure that word. Treasure. My brother, you getting me. Treasure it. When I say you can never die poor, you leave it with that word in your heart. When the doctor says you can't die poor or when the doctor says something, you go in. Doctor, I'm in the. But I want to say that I'm in the. I want to say that I'm in See that I'm in the. I want say that I'm in the. I want to say that I'm in the. But you hold yourself from eating because a man has spoken a word. And do you know that genuinely when you obey that word, your longevity in life depends on words. A judge can say 10 years and that can destroy your life. A pastor can say live more 10 years and it can prolong your life. Have you seen a judge sentencing somebody he or she did not create to death before? They can say we sentence you by hanging and they will hang you. Nipper at war and determine the life of another. So you are telling an anointed man can determine your life. Somebody went to school to come and determine the life of another man. A doctor went to school to determine the life of people's health. 
Organs they didn't create. They went to school to learn it, and they tell you how the organs to function. A lawyer goes to school, becomes a judge, and that determines how far you can spend in prison. And the man God has anointed for you can't change your story. Today, I release garments of testimonies in this house. And as a prophet over this commission, I declare we are blessed. We shall not die. None will be poor. I release speed over this commission. I declare companies are rising. CEOs are rising. You must honor the words of your man of God. Sit down. I don't know if I'm blessing you today. Manel, honor my words over your life. Honor. I don't joke with the words of my father, Pastor Horace. When I was going to church, I said, Papa, I'm going. He said, Grace will speak, son. To me, it's, it's like, it's like, because such work can go ahead of you. A mother can curse you, you grow to beat the curse. A pastor can bless you, and you grow to be the blessing. Your marriage will not be like others. I speak over your marriages. You have the best of marriages. Your story will not be the same as your friends. From today, your stories are changing. I prophesy fresh oil in your life. You will not go down. Ezekiel 3, 17. I'm closing very soon. This is a church of worship and the word. What do you think? Sit down, sit down, let's close. Ezekiel 3, 17. When I speak, believe it all. I said your marriage will be different too. Boss, and before a divorce somewhere and just also be divorced. A word has gone ahead of you. And that word says you will not be like others. Your business will not be like others. So whilst others are saying there is a casting down, you shout, hey! You shout, hey! Whilst your colleagues are saying that, tell the things are bad, you say, no, 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 no. Not in my case. My pastor has spoken. I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the word of the Lord has come to me that I shall prosper. I am the favorite of the Lord. I will rise and I will shine. I am not like my mother. I am not like my father. I am the best of the best. This is the church. God has given you one of the most anointed men of God. You must believe. Look at the lady. She came to the altar. Nine centimeters of verses disappears. So when I say come to the altar and pray, treasure that word. When I say we are meeting at Friday Miracle and Gantar, what is it? I said it is Friday Miracle what? It means you are coming with an expectation of a miracle. So before you leave home and you come to the Hope Arena, you come there and say, no! Pastor Charles said, it is a miracle encounter. I must have a miracle here. When you don't treasure the words of your man of God, you are not always in the gardens of your man of God. The Friday, I hope America, I miss America. Maybe I hope America. America. Jamaica. South Africa. Let international doors be open. Just yesterday, Philip got to Canada. The protocol, that guy, he joined the church not less than three months. Psh, God changed his life by the words of the prophet. Number two, international door open. He just got to Canada yesterday. Worse. Number two. Now, this Friday at Hope Arena, Buadi just at the retreat center, come and pray yourself into a miracle. Men now, 
I have declared it Friday miracle encounter. Come and pray. You even said that you said to yourself that as you are coming to the arena, you must have a miracle. And God gave him a miracle. Sit down. So number one, treasure the words of your man of God. Number two. Are you ready for the number two? Philippians chapter 4 verse 10 to 19. Philippians 4 verse 10 to 19. Gina, am I preaching a good message or you don't like, you don't like my message? As a, you don't like me as your man of God. Recently, Rudolph took a picture, of, a picture in a trotro to send me. The trotro person has taken my picture and was sticking out on the wall. The car, did you know the driver? I said, hey, where, where is this? They try to wait on me, bitch, and fly out. And when you have to my one map, the bitch, and now that ball, the cannon into Ocotana, Ocotana front, never front. I don't even know the trotter driver. I don't know what he has said about me. But treasure. I like the way you are clapping. The next point about honor, after you honor the words of your man of God, when I say, do you say, do, where is it, do you say? Now, the second point, honor your man of God by being concerned about him physically, his health and his well-being. Honor your man of God. If I give you $1,000, will you be happy? But when you are giving it to me that there's a problem, right? <laughs> you see, when people are receiving from men of God, they don't have any problem with it. But when they are giving to men of God, they have a problem with it. When a man of God is walking on foot, ah, nyamiafreno, onamfom, it's nyamiafreno. But man of God be tita takoma ma, I say, hey, asorisika. My mum says, mo, asorisika be done to range over. Papa, man for off him on the metro, na eskas, na me ma onka eskas, every time he do one weeka. It is the blessings of God that makes a man rich. Oka ka, onyekeruwa, ime. So honor your man of God by being concerned about his health. Physically. Mentally. Emotionally. Remember, the comfortability of your man of God is always to your advantage. Now, if I'm sick as your man of God, can I preach to you? I'm asking a question. If I am down as your man of God, can I preach to you? So as the people God has sent me to, must always ensure that the man of God is okay. This young man brought me a certain nice perfume. That's what I use today. Nice one. Me found two fee. Cause we do two fee one week in Asa. It's a Powerful perfume. So that when you see me somewhere, you say, oh, "This is my man of God." When somebody comes near, he smells something nice about your man of God. Not when you are looking good and your man of God is looking battered, shattered. Why are some people always shy to introduce their man of God? Because their man of God is not looking pleasant. Some of you love the guy, but you don't love his dressing. Some ladies can testify. Boy, they may pen a pen but no need dress it. At first, my brother didn't know how to dress until Bonnie came. I never knew that there was a fashion aspect in him. It was Bonnie that brought the fashion aspect. Hey! You must honor your man of God by being concerned about him physically. Be concerned. Now, so far, she should not be able to do it. She 
même les autres sont cachés. C'est ça pour nous, les gens football là. Aïe! When you see, you say, no, 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 I have to get my pastor a new shoe. I have to bless. You see, when people, this one, no, let me read the scripture. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at your last care for me. Apostle Paul is talking to the people of the Philippian church that among all the churches he pastored, none of the churches gave as much as the Philippian church. And now he's saying that I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again. Has flourished again. Uh-huh. Wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am. You see, now as I am preaching, somebody may say, ah, Pastor Chas, open sing letter, can you talk to me? No, 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 no. Apostle Paul said, not that I speak in respect of what I want. I am not preaching because I want things. I am preaching because I want you to be blessed. Why? He just gives a cup of water to a prophet, so he receives a prophet's reward. So anytime you take to give to your man of God, there is a reward waiting for you. My pastor's birthday, Pastor Elvis, about his birthday. I started thinking in January. What can I do for this man? What even in Christmas? I've already started thinking. Have you thought of what to give me Christmas? No. But you want me to lay hands on you? He said, "Koto, koto." Honor your man of God by treasuring his words. Now let me teach you two types of honor. You see, this is one of the mistakes why people are not blessed. Now, for instance, if we are, Joe, come, Kelvin, my heroine, who's why you need. Come, run, run, run. No, no. Okay, my brother, you come, come. Because the way, you have Kelvin. Bray, me bo Kelvin, uncle, wang ma. Once was at Nasca, I just want to see the speed of the bow. I told you, you see, the worst, treasure the worst. So, if I'm calling between, there is a promotion, there is a breath. When I call you out of the midst, I say, ah, I am blessed. Ah, my God. It is a blessing for your pastor to use you as an example. Because me don't back up, Because when you are seated, nobody sees you. Oh, you hear what you call. But when I say, come and stand, you say, ah. One day, somebody called me from the U.S. and said, ah, I saw you with Pastor Elvis on the testimony. You see, of late, the testimony last week, you saw me in front of the front seat. And I was standing there like the front seat. You saw me, eh? He said, oh, my pastor, my pastor. You are not glad that it's your pastor, but you are glad that your pastor is with a great man of God. Now, this man, what is the story? Now, Christmas, most of them are honor. My boss. You feel like you've honored him, right? That's a level of honor. But to me, that's not honor. Because your boss has been a blessing to all of you. So all of you decided to come together to honor him. But has your boss been a blessing to you personally? So a general contribution is not honor. It is one you honor the person personally. personally. So for instance, maybe my family, we've all decided to honor my mother. We take one, you do that for your, you did that for your mother. So you, you take, oh, for tembra, for two bra, for tembra. We have gathered something, we want to honor our mother. It's nice. But personally, has your mother been a blessing to you? Do you love her? So after the general contribution, the next one is when you yourself, you look into your life, how the person has been a blessing to say, ah, no, I can never let this Christmas go without me personally being a blessing. So after the general contribution, there must be a personal honor contribution. That's all. Do you get it? To this, for those who are working at places and those who are in this church, I'm teaching you how to honor. I told myself, no, I will honor Pastor Elvis very well from my heart. But this is what I told my pastor friend yesterday. I said, this is what blessed me. 
when he saw it, the joy. Say, hey! Like, he was shocked. And he said, you are the second person to have done this in my life. Second person. So, not that Pastor Elvis has a need. For I have learned how to get along happily. Whether I have much or little. So, Pastor Charles, those who have known me from when we started. I have not, I have not lived a flashy life. Hey, yo. I've learned to live happily. If I have little, I'm happy. If I have much, I'm happy. So it is not your giving that will change my status in life. But what happens when you give? Verse 12 quickly. I know how to live on almost nothing. So as we men of God, we can dress, but nothing is in our pocket, but we are happy. Listen, I know how to live almost with nothing or everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. Whether it is with a full stomach or empty. Plenty or little. Verse 12, verse 13. For I can do everything through Christ who strengthened me. Verse 14. But even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. You have done well. That's something you see people yesterday promised I want to bless a family. When I was in the band of God, say, Oh man of God, please wait. I want to honor you. And I bless them. Because to me, what makes a man blessed is the word of blessing. Always desire that your pastor will speak a word of blessing over you. How? Trigger your pastor. That's why Isaac said, kill me venison. That means bring me something. And as you bring it, if it touches my heart, I will speak a blessing. Isaac had everything. But the question is, why didn't his children fight over the cast he had? But they were only interested in the blessing from his limbs. Because all the cast came as a result of the blessing on him. So they needed the blessing, not the product of the blessing. Always let your, this Christmas, let your, oh, my say. Plan a Christmas. I'm telling you. Do I own your channel? Forget it. We will still have a guy. Let's change it. Blessing. Manekra and Kasengu Abrabona had the best 2024. And you're not going to overpaint to me. Yeah. Prepare to bless your pastor. Prepare to bless your man of God. Prepare to bless your mother. This Christmas, desire. Oh, there's always one. Buy a bank. What did you loan? Mom, I'm not going to loan. Into Christmas, you say, on our chance, you're going to be On our chance, you're going to be But it is more blessed to give than to receive. Plan to bless me as a man of God. Number two, plan to bless your mother, your father, your boss. And it will shock you everywhere they will speak over your life. It will change your life. This is the truth. Many men of God don't want to preach because when you preach like this, members think you need money from them. But the truth, you don't have money. But I have what can change your money status. <laughs> Look at something. But even so, you have done well. Verse 15, quickly. But as you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial... You see, he was specific. So the Philippian church were blessing Apostle Paul. They would put money in an envelope and say, Daddy, we came to honor you. It is not a bad thing. It's a good thing to honor your man of God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It's, too, it's a good thing to get an envelope. Because you are not honoring the person. You are acting as though the person is begging you. Honor means respect. Would you just buy anything to a tune for? Would you just give anything to a tune for? You give something of value, right? That's the same you honor your man of God. You go to town, you say, ah, this seat today, I think it will fit up as a chance. Ah. When he's preaching with this corner, I'll be even be glad that my pastor is wearing my seat. Oh, oh my God. 
As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I brought you the good news. So I bring you the good news to bring me your material blessing. You're not saying amen. You don't like it. When Apostle Paul brought the good news, they gave in return. The Apostle have been a blessing to us. You have been preaching to us. Now we will bless you financially. Yes. Apostle, can I get you a moment? The Apostle's phone is breathing. May your phone breathe. Amen. You Philippians are the only ones who gave me fun. Let me close on this. When I brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia, and no other church did this, but not this church. This church, I'm teaching how to honor me as your pastor. Abigail, are you happy? How many of you are happy with the word I'm preaching? Oh, you are saying in your mind that you are church too much. Hey! I am preaching life to you. Obit me move no hair season in now. I see there been other season remember. Oh hair season move abroad what is saying. This the word of God. I'm changing your mentality. What do you think? Now look at this. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. So this is the mentality of many church members. Names of who preach names of Christians of person come here there. Me me come here there Life by the grace of God. What I want I eat. Do you know the funny thing? Sometimes eh, when you get money to get what you want to eat, eh, you don't even have the appetite for it. Appetite. And I remember, for other people who need to go to the food, they open your prayer, they say, they say, they say, they say, I don't say this. I am not preaching because I want it from you. No. What I want is for you to receive a well-earned reward because of your kindness. So anytime you give to a man of God, there is a reward. Anytime you bless him, there is a reward. You buy him a plane ticket, there is a reward. You buy him a seal, there is a reward. You buy him a shoe, there is a reward. You, anything you give to any man of God, there is a well and well. That means there is a fat blessing for you. If you have never blessed a man of God, then there is a problem. There is a problem. Always, you see, people's faces are changing because I'm talking about the man of God. Some may declare, you say, amen, 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 amen. But I'm blessing you. Have you read? Are you seeing the word of the Lord? Because of what? Your kindness. There is a, tell somebody this Christmas, honor your man of God and honor your father. Never give the man of God with an intention of the fact that without your giving, he or she can't survive. Hey, mama, if I don't, no, 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 no. You are not God. It's an opportunity you are giving to your man of God. What do you think? Hmm. Don't just give because you are being asked to give. Rather, give from a cheerful heart. Don't just give. Because God loves a cheerful. What blocks the anointing from flowing from your man of God to you? Disrespect. Mark chapter 6, verse 5 to 6. Anytime people don't honor their pastors. Now some preacher will be coming to Timothy and Asofo Bena. Wash out Tadia and Fatani. Bishop that said he couldn't drink water in church. Because one day, they, remember, some leaders fired him. How can a pastor be preaching and he's drinking water? I mean, people were saying, why? Why is he? Now, if you're an athlete, when you're running and you get tired, don't you drink? Why is it that when people come to church, they don't receive from me as their man of God? As I'm preaching, there are angels all over. There's power moving. But why is it that when I speak, you don't receive? 
Can I show you? Can I show you? Within two minutes, can I show you? Give me the verse one. Jesus left that part of the country and returned to his own and returned with his disciples to his. So after Charles Naba went to Sunyan, he has returned to Hopeway to be a blessing to the people of Hopeway. Now let's see what happened. He came with power, anointed. Don't forget, God has anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he has come to his hometown. And he wants to bless the people in his hometown. Now the Bible says that the next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue. And many who heard him were what? Astonished. I thought probably they were going to heal Jesus. But look at what happens next. They asked, where did he get? So now when people start questioning their man of God, they neutralize their power. Oh, why? Why is he taking my Whatever you start doing, you're neutralizing the power working for the man of God. Because you start thinking, you start doubting, you start doing so many things. And it blocks the flow of power. And they asked, where did he get all this wisdom from? And the power to perform such miracles. Oh, Charles, now by him, no. Charles. How many of you have been with me and you hear people call me Charles before? Hey, Charles, hey. May I also respond, hey. But to the one who says, oh, man of God. You trigger an anointing. I say, oh, shut up, come on, brother. Verse 4. Now, okay, wait, wait. Now, they said, we know him. Where did he get it? Natural number. He ain't in the car, he's a king. And he's lying there, just, yeah. He ain't in the car, he's a king. And then, I'm not so a soft. Hey, he's in it. He's a renaissance, he's a soft. 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 Now, look at what, and you see, instead of them to have received the God in a man, they were receiving the carpenter's son. And they said, he's just a carpenter's son. No, they didn't even say he's just a carpenter's son. He's just a carpenter. That means he's not born for him. Or born for him, that one a book. He's just a carpenter. The son of Mary. Brother of Joseph. They started, and his sisters lived here with her. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. All because of his background. Because he's a carpenter. Because I offer tourism, so you don't respect me. Because I, so you are offering law. So you're saying, oh, Article 24. Meet with tourism side, Kintampo. Tourism side, Kintampo. What do you call Kintampo? Kintampo? What are for? Metia Omano. Now, now, the old, 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 lawyer wig now, a parachute. Say, hey! Nipa now, say, maybe what's it? I call when twenty member body in Pyrebon, or Nipa can call Accra because I'm in your program. Baba. Ay, 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 not depression, I can't. Now, my green account is apostle. I need, I need miracle. Cotate Mosha, while the program, I say, I need miracle. Now, my remark, I say, miracle. Not the entire Jesus. A prophet is without honor. Except in his own hometown. I pray that this church will not become a dishonorable church. May you begin to honor me. That is value me as your prophet. James, don't joke with what I tell you. I'm a prophet to you. Yes, I'm a prophet to you. You joke with it, you joke with your life. Oh, you go say, may I I know my own God. I I got my own Bible. I got my my Jesus on. On. Yes. Agama Jesus on. How many have heard that song before? Agama Jesus on. Oh, I don't need any church. I can read my own Bible. I can go to. Have you heard people say that thing before? They don't pray. They don't do anything. Foko. Shelly. A prophet is honored everywhere except his hometown. It's not sad that when I go outside, people say, oh, wow, Apostle. 
you have listened to me. I've been listening to your messages. And your own people, your own people don't join Moment of Hope. Your own members don't join. Others are joining. They are receiving 10,000, 9,000. And yet, my own people don't join. Because they don't honor, they don't respect. They don't value. They see me as a normal person. Oh, it's a noise. Man joining the Kwame joining China. That's why your life is zero. Power will not flow to you, I'm telling you. That's what Jesus said. A prophet is honored everywhere. So Charles Nyaba is honored everywhere, except in home citizen. Where the leaders don't even join. They rather watch porno. They rather watch things in their corners. They rather go to a party. They rather go on TikTok. But they will not listen to the word of their pastor. And yet, when there is a problem, they will come to you for you to pray for them. Because the pastor is a foolish man. He doesn't have time. A prophet is honored everywhere. Except his own people. Except the own people he's working with. Except the own choristers who sing in his church, but don't join Moment of Hope. But don't come for prayer meetings. Give excuses. Among his own relatives and his what? Family. Verse 5. I pray that the people will change. Some of you are here. You don't join Moment of Hope. You organize prayers online. You don't join. Imagine if you have joined the prayers. Don't you think that same prayer can work for you? You go about with Honor your prophet by honoring his words. Honor his meetings. When I say moment of a be there. You were a child of the house. I'm your prophet. I'm saying that we are gathering at this point. And you, a sheep, you are telling me you are not coming. But when the snake is attacking the sheep, you expect the shepherd to use his rod and staff to comfort you. The shepherd will only use the rod and staff to comfort a sheep who is near to him. That's why the prodigal son was eating with pigs. The senior brother was eating from the table of the father. Why? Because he was close to the father. Now, this is the part I want to end with. Because of unbelief, he could not do any mighty work. So sometimes, the miracles that flows on my head, you realize the moment of hope, it flows on to strangers. I can scarcely count 10 people here or 5 people here who testified last week on moment of hope. Not even two. If it is to rise up. Not that I am not anointed because there is no honor. You can join the moment of hope, but how do you, what kind of heart do you join with? What kind of heart? Do you join with expectation? Do you join with the belief that this man is anointed and God is about to use him to change my life? Or you just join because I said, if you don't join, I will, we have stopped that thing. If you want to come for a meeting, fine. Nobody has sent me an apology letter. Oh, daddy, I'm sorry. I know no excuse would be enough. I couldn't travel with you. That class two, shepherding, I've stopped. And I mean it. You come with me, fine. You don't come, fine. Jesus, after he finished, he ascended. After Paul finished, did Timothy die with him? I'm only helping you to get along, but if I refuse you to walk, I will leave you. Time waits for no man. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any mighty miracles. No mighty miracles. No mighty miracles. No mighty financial miracles. No healing miracles. Why? The people did not believe because of their unbelief. He could not do. So pastors are disabled from doing mighty works when the people don't believe. May God help you to believe. Except few people. Verse 6. And he was amazed at their unbelief. And Jesus went out. So don't blame your pastor when he says he's not having any meeting anymore. And Jesus went out. 
Do you know what it means to go out that your own people don't believe in you? Yeah, me sometimes I have cried over this thing before that my own people like I said, ah, God has anointed me. I have seen what God is doing to my life. I've seen people testify a moment of hope. God, I mean, many strange testimonies. But how come when I'm with the testimony line, I don't receive, I scarcely receive testimony from my own people. And the scripture came to me. Because of their unbelief, he could do no mind except. So sometimes the only miracle that happens is, oh, my neck pain is gone. My knee pain is gone. It's few miracles. But the mighty ones are down for the strangers. Because they see a mighty man. They see an anointed man. So all you could see here is scraps of bread falling on the ground. But the mighty miracles will be done. The mighty miracles are when cars are given to people. When properties, yes, that one day to be. That was a lady testified, a man of God. I never knew that I was going to be part of the people when you declared that we will receive money. She received 9,000. Another lady, 10,000. How much have you received? Why are you not receiving? Because you don't believe. You joke with me. You joke, you play. You joke with the things I say. When I say this, you don't even care. So we believe it. A lady shared a testimony with me a moment of hope. She said something very powerful. Man of God, you declared, I connected my ankle. He's into oil company. Things were not going well. You declared a moment of hope. That word spoke to me. Now my ankle now has to put the phone on flight mode because the contrasts are too much. He could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. So being around a man of God does not mean you believe in the man of God. It's two different things. Be on your feet. What blocks the power from your man of God? It's unbelief. It's familiarity. And I pray that this church, God will help you to receive. Your amen is true. If not, uh, the only miracles we'll be seeing in this church is, oh, my neck, it is gone. And yet, on moment of hope, I read drastic testimonies. Drastic ones. And they are coming from strangers. People who don't know my background, all they know is this an anointed man. We don't know where he's from. As far as we know, he's an anointed man. We are connecting. But the one who knows me from Cain Westy, knows me from Kumasi, sees me in every Sunday, sees me every, my face every day. When I say you are blessed, when I nothing worse. Because of their unbelief. But I pray that God will work on you. I pray that you will see me as God's prophet to you. But when I say somebody is dashing with a car, it enters your spirit, man. And you believe that. You don't even know where the car will come. But you believe that as far as your man of God has spoken, somebody will dash with a car. Lift up your hands and thank God. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus. You have not given your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor Charles, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Give me a wave. I want to pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Give me a wave. You want to change the way you think. You want to be serious. This is an opportunity. I'm counting down to five. One. Maybe we didn't announce that in your main. Like, give me, just wave. Don't just lift up your wave. Wave, wave at me. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Every eye close, every head bow. I want to pray for you. Okay, say with me, dear Lord Jesus. I come to just as I am. Forgive me of all my sins. And wash me with your blood. Write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. All right. Let's celebrate them, church. God bless you for listening to this message. May your life never be the same as you have connected to the word of God through his servant, Pastor Charles Inyaba. 
Connect with the man of God on Facebook and Instagram at Sinyaba Charles.